Hello, and welcome back to the first in the third series of the Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello there. And the fool, the round-headed buffoon that is Carl Pilkington. All right. We've been away filming um, our second series of extras, uh, leaving Carl to his own devices in a sweltering London. We've had a heat wave here in the capital city, haven't we, Carl? It's been hot, right? It's been up to 100 degrees, record-breaking temperatures. Yeah. What have you been doing, though? Uh, sort of enjoyed it a little bit, was out and about. Yeah. Getting to see the place, having loads of walks. Not I like to have walks, you know, watching what <laughs> like people do. Like a dog. <laughs> yeah, when, when he jumps off the couch and starts <laughs> exactly. scratching against the door. Suzanne thinks it's time. <laughs> it's, it's just good thinking time, though, isn't it? Uh, as well, having a walk. You've got no other clutter going on around you. And right. you just think about a lot of stuff. And, you know, like, like say, with the weather being hot and stuff, a lot of insects knocking about. Right. So I've just been watching them. <laughs> so so while we've been filming a TV show, you've been watching insects. Yeah, just seeing, because everybody knows insects are out there, but no one's keeping an eye on them. <laughs> Why, <laughs> what are they up to? What are you worried no, about? No, Steve, you wouldn't be laughing like that if you'd, if you'd watch them, because they, they do some weird stuff and that, yeah. is what I mean. What yeah. sort of stuff? Any examples? Uh, I saw a bee have a heart attack. <laughs> you saw a bee have a heart attack. Yeah. How were you sure it was a heart attack? Because what happened? I'd, I'd been. Did in it the... clutch its chest with all six legs? No. I'd were saw... there some other little bee paramedics? No, no. I'd, I'd just been out in the park anyway, just looking at you know uh, caterpillars knocking about. Uh, butterflies and stuff so I was sort of so, aware. so when Suzanne goes to work she goes Carl don't you waste the day just because you don't work at the radio station anymore I want you to do some constructive stuff and you go yeah I am yeah and so you, so in your head suddenly goes <laughs> and he goes, he goes out oh there's a moth but, but the thing is so I'd been in the park and I was aware of the insects that are around us more than like most of the time and I come out of the park, just crossing like uh, sort of a busy road and what have you. And I saw this bee to the right of me, sort of in the air. And it was a big one. And I was a bit like, oh, let's watch that. And um, it just fell. It fell from the air in front of me. And it was it on the pavement. And I thought, oh, what's going on here? And I, I, I looked at it for a bit and it was really still. Gave it a little kick just to see if there was any movement. Nothing. Stone sort of, what's the saying? Stone cold dead. Yeah, stone cold be dead. So yeah, uh, that, that I was... like the fact that this bee suddenly saw Carl and had a heart attack. Yeah, it'd never seen anything that round before. Yeah. It just thought it, it had approached him because he thought it was a sunflower. My right. God, it's a giant walking orange. Every dream has come true. <laughs> oh! No, but it just summed up life for me. I thought that, that's that's like us, isn't it? At the end of the day, they have heart attacks, stress. Are you put it down to stress, do you? Well, it's in London, isn't it? You know, everything has stresses from living here. And they are bald, aren't they? They've got fur all over, but they lose the... And always overweight. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fat, bald bee. Oh. So what did you... It fell to the floor and you, you instantly... You just kicked it. You didn't attempt no, to revive it. No, I waited a second it. and just looked at it to see if there was any, you know, leg movement or wing. And there was nothing. <laughs> and then when I sort of kicked it, it was sort of hard... It had hardened already. It's just rigor mortis, rigor had, mortis set had set in. Did it put you in a bad mood for the day? Because I know things like that can just send you over the edge for the day. Uh, death and that does a bit. Suzanne doesn't like me talking about death. What riveting conversations do you come up with? 
No, just things like uh, one of our mates has had a baby recently and I just was saying, oh, when that's sort of our age, we'll nearly be dead. Think of that. That's the first thing he says is a new life brought into the world. <laughs> I know. But when he's our age, we'll be dead. Yeah. No, it's Maybe they let you do the speech at the christening. Yeah, it's just, you know, so like I say, just, just insect life and that, it's interesting. You say it's interesting, but do you care about really finding out about them? Do you really care about what bees do or ants do? You look at them and you make up your own world. For example, it had a heart attack, it's stress, it's overweight. You know nothing. I could probably... Won't you, won't you look something up? You know, honeybees are fascinating. You know, uh, honeybees, they've been, they've been around making honey for 100 million years. That's incredible. Their wings beat over 11,000 times a minute. And he's thinking, no wonder I had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're... Fa- do you know, do you know um, bees, like ants, are actually like specialised wasps? They're sort of... They're sort of developed from the same... Some... Sort of, huh? family like well yeah yeah doesn't surprise me doesn't surprise you though does it interest you in any way um well everything's linked to something and it? it's like how they say we're from monkeys and that yeah it's all the same sort of thing yeah well yeah i've been watching loads of stuff i've been watching ants you mentioned ants <laughs> uh i've had a lot of moths in the house they're sort of sad i mean you say it like it was a day. garden party no, yeah. it's, just, it's just all these things you, you look at them i mean you you go into the scientific bit saying you know, it likes honey or whatever. Uh, it doesn't like honey. That The reason they store honey is to get them through the winter when there's not, like, nectar, or nectar's hard to get and they store it. And they store too much, which is why we can skim a little bit off the top. We're like agents. <laughs> yeah, well, but but all I'm saying is I look at more about what its life is like. As well, no, you to... don't. You don't. You guess. You make it up. You don't look into it at all. No, but you can... A bit of guesswork is you, you're pretty close to the truth most of the time. Why? Well, what do you mean? Well, I don't, I, that, that statement sums you up. A bit of guesswork is pretty close to the truth. Because if you watch something long enough, is what I'm saying, you can see that it's it's a bit clueless. It's the same way about ants or, you know, they're hard workers and all that. I watch one, it's going back and forth all the time. They go one way and then they stop and go the other way. They try to look busy in front of the mates. But if you watch one... <laughs> If you watch one long enough, it's back and forwards, and it's like it's done nothing there. I'm going to carry this twig back and forth until I can knock off it four. There's a lot of that going on. Is there? Because uh, there's not. There's none of that going on. There is. <laughs> no, like I say, the moth. Depressing little sort of thing. <laughs> Why is it depressing? Just just the way it hasn't got, got eyes, has it? You just look at it, it, it doesn't know what's going on. I just don't... Th- I think if you haven't got eyes, you shouldn't have wings. <laughs> That's a rule. If we could put that into practice, please. <laughs> That's a great rule. That's a fantastic rule, isn't it? Yeah. If you haven't got eyes, you shouldn't have wings. Certainly true of people thinking of becoming an air pilot. <laughs> ah. You know, whilst you've been working on that, I've been travelling about a bit, just seeing, seeing the country and that. Mm. Went to um, Dorset, right? A uh, nice beach there. Uh, and you know those huts you get, like a hut on the beach? and you, Oh, where you get changed. You can get changed in it, but they, they're better than that. It's like you can put a telly in it, uh sofa if you want. Oh, you don't mean the Victorian changing yeah, huts? Yeah, you mean those like... sort of things. It, it's sort of bigger than that. Yeah. And um, we're walking down there, and there was a really sort of big fat family in one of them. There was about four of them. And you could tell that they'd never had a game of anything. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. just sit down there. 
eating ice creams, looking at the sea and what have you. And the weird thing is, the little fat kid, the youngest one, who must have been, I don't know, about eight, he was really fat to the point of you couldn't see his neck. Yeah. And he sat, he sat at the front of his mum and dad and his older sister. He sat there and he had a frisbee and I thought, look, they, they don't want to play with him. I mean, that's, that's an active game to play, isn't it? Yeah. Frisbee. As we got closer, he was just using it to eat Maltesers out of. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought even, again, you know, the one active thing he's got he's using it to eat out of. <laughs> yeah. Extraordinary. And that just sums up what people are like you know, when it comes to keeping <sighs> fit and activities. Oh, that's fantastic. Were you sporty, Rick? Uh, I was, yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Were you good at it? Um, I was good at some things. I uh, was never good at rugby. Never good at cricket. Uh, was all right at football. But those things were the more competitive things that were scary. So at my school, when you're surrounded by, like... People are, <laughs> the fun is hurting someone. Well, it's weird you say it, because I remember the first day I went to play cricket, my mum said, as I was leaving, I was really excited about playing cricket, she went, be careful, I was walking across a playing field once, a cricket ball hit me on the head, I was unconscious for two hours. Freaked me out, on yeah, the well, way I... to play cricket, I thought, okay, always t- scared of the ball, because it's obviously, as you say, rock solid. I remember a couple of seasons later, I had to play rugby for the first time, as I was leaving the house, she went, be careful with rugby, I knew a kid once broke his back playing it. I was terrified of rugby. I mean, I was yeah, terrified. Scared, about it. Such a scary game. The ball came to me. I got rid of it immediately. It's uh, mental. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't understand. What what I remember is I remember a teacher saying you've got to play it very carefully because you can get seriously injured. You can hurt yourself. You could be crippled for life. I remember thinking, why are we allowed to still play this game at school? I was worried about cracking heads. Yeah. and a finger in the eye. How is it not bad? That worried me all the time. A finger in the eye. Like, uh, but they removed the asbestos from schools in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, but rugby. It's allowed to play. It's mental. Yeah. You see, I, I had a mate called Mark who liked playing cricket, right? And whenever when I used to say to my mum, "Oh, can I? I'm just want to go out with Mark and his dad to play cricket," and she never used to let me go. She'd go, oh, I "Prefer, you know, you didn't." And I used to always think that you know it's, it's because it's a dangerous sport. You can get it on the head by the ball, and it's hard. Put an eye out or whatever. But it was because his dad, his dad used to drive us to the place to play cricket, and he had um, his eyelids were too big. So, he, he, he used to have to sort of have his head right back. <laughs> Look, it's like see. one of those old-fashioned dolls right. where you can yeah, lean yeah, about yeah, yeah. They clunk back yeah. and clunk forward again. And she didn't, uh, she didn't like me getting in a car with him. Sorry, who's was this? His eyelids are too big. You, so, growing up, you had a woman who had her head like a bag of spuds. You yeah, had, but I didn't know her. No, you had two kids at school with webbed hands and feet and big heads. Yeah. You had a pigeon chest boy. Nowadays, you're walking around with insects and moths like something from James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, and you had a, a bloke whose eyelids were too big. One thing I've, I've noticed, that because I occasionally go to the gym, and you know those guys who work out constantly to give themselves extraordinary physiques? Just, they, you know, they're on the trip, they're on the weights, and they're really... And I've noticed in the summer, particularly, those guys cannot wait to get their shirts off. Yeah. Everywhere you see, they're walking around. If they've got a good good torso, they are walking shirts off. Even, I think, if you go to nightclubs, I notice there's always one guy who's thinking, well, I have put so much work into this body, I have got to get my shirt off on the dance floor. A vest, yeah. You know, it's it comes a, straight a, off. A brand new tattoo. I'm not covering that up. Exactly. I've paid a lot for it. Let's see it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we were saying about bodies. I can't remember why we were talking about it. We've got to a point in science now that you can change a head. Right. No, well, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. It, it was a program on. It was done in the fifties or sixties where they stuck a 
a monkey's brain on a stick and had it wired up and it still worked, right? Right, okay. And that was in, like, the 60s or Right, whatever. okay. Well, so, to, ch- well to, to say to change a head makes no sense at all. Because just, if you put a, a, a different head on a different body, you're changing the body. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm about to say to you, though. What? That's what I'm saying. That I'd be more confident if I had someone else's body because if anyone dissed it, I can go, oh, no, it's bad, isn't it? But it's what not are you mine. talking about? Well, it's, it's like, say... Um, As opposed to someone else's head? Yeah. Well, what it wouldn't be me, would it? The head is me. Well, of course it is. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, so what do you mean? Me. You'd be happier having someone else's body. What, than your own? What I mean is, say if um, you're wandering about, uh, for some for some reason, there's an incident. You have to take your top off and that, and everyone's looking at you, right? And you're a bit sort of, you know, you haven't got the muscles and that, you haven't got the six-pack. Right. Uh, which isn't that nice anyway. I don't know why that's become a nice thing, really, seeing the insides of you. You might as well. <laughs> I mean, I know not... I came up with the see-through skin idea, but it's it's a bit weird, isn't it? You can see stuff. No, no, it's the muscle in front of the... No, it's not. Sometimes it is. You can it's, see not the, like it's not the tubes. outline of your no, organs. No, you can't see tubes. You can see tubes and veins and stuff. Well, you can see veins. Yeah, well, I don't want to see that. That's why we've got skin over it. Well, what stop I mean. looking at naked men, then. Well, no, but sometimes you can't help it because it's been hot, and it, like you say, there's people walking around with vests on and that. So anyway, what I'm saying is, say if some incident happened, I'm walking about with my top off. Right. Girls are laughing at me, right? Why? Don't know, they might. <laughs> yeah, go on. So, they wouldn't look at your body, they'd all look at your head. So so what I mean is, yeah. rewind that, right, and imagine yeah. all that happens again, but I've I've got someone else's body. Right. Whose right? body? Uh, just some fella who's died and I, and my body was injured and they said, we've got a new body in. You right. can have it. We'll yeah. stick your head on it. Yes. Yeah. Now, say if... They're if, laughing at you. Uh, they're they laughing at the body. They're laughing yeah. at the body. Yeah. But at least I'd be able to sort of go, I know it's a mess, but it's not mine. At least I don't have to claim ownership. So so all of this extraordinary technology that can make a head, put one head on another person's body so you can go, ah, it's not my body. No, no. But, but it's not your own. I'm not being funny, though. So if you have a body transplant, right, and you're there, you're at home, yeah. naked, you look down, yeah. lovely penis and a set of testicles. Yeah. Right? What do you do with them? What do you mean, what am I doing with them? Well, do you like them? Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't mess about with them as much as if they were your own. <laughs> but if you did mess about with them, would you feel guilty that you were messing about with another man's testicles and penis? And it's the full body. Yeah. No, because they're not my hands either. So what you're doing is watching someone else wank. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing Carl has been doing over the past few months is writing his diary. He's kept that up. Um, I don't know what he's had to write about. All he's been doing is looking at moths and ants and bees and going for walks. But I'm sure it's all in the diary. So uh, let's have a look at that. Oh, I don't believe it. He's only going to run it down the... We went to the park and had a brew. Suzanne read the paper while I played with a ladybird. <laughs> I mean, it's like 
a child, isn't it? It is like what a child would do. Suzanne went to play that while I played with the ladybird. <laughs> His only friend is a beetle. It climbed up my arm. It struggled on me hairs. This is in detail, then? Yeah, 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 yeah. It kept stopping every now and then and was rubbing its head with its right arm. It did it about four times and always used its right arm. It rested for about five minutes, then flew off. Sunday. Had a bit of a to-do with Suzanne because she wanted a lion today. I ate this. Once you're awake, you should get up. I got up and put the radio on really loud. She eventually got up. I told her insects don't have lions, so we shouldn't. <laughs> Why are you obsessed I with mean, insects? you must be fucking unbearable to live with. <laughs> You must be a nightmare. No, I've just started, because I've watched insects a lot, I don't want to keep going on about them because we're a bit insect heavy. But at the end of the day, if we if we copied insects, we wouldn't go far wrong. I don't know what you mean, though. One minute you're saying they're great, then the next minute you'll slag them off. Yeah, I'll slag some of them off if I don't know what they're doing, but because I've studied them a bit longer... I just think they do. You haven't right. studied them. He, he thinks he's like Darwin. You, but you just slagged them off and go, no, you think people, the insects are doing stuff? They're not. It yeah, goes there, ants, then it goes back again. The ant was. The ant was messing about. But only that one, the others were carrying stuff. That's what I'm saying. These snidey ones in everything. In every everything in the world, you get a hierarchy. <laughs> oh, long words. Ooh. The bookshelf was dusty, so Suzanne asked me to dust it if I get a minute. I ended up looking at every book. <laughs> Just the spine. Yeah. Just for a few seconds each. Yeah. Didn't open them. I looked in the dictionary to see if the word dictionary would be in the dictionary. I didn't think they would bother with it being on the front page. But it was in the book as well. It's a good point though, isn't it? No, it's not a good point. Because you didn't tell us anything. Dictionary is in the dictionary. Well, of course it is. Well, why? If if you go, how do you spell dictionary? You look at the spine and you go, oh, there it is. D-I-C. <laughs> so what does, what does dictionary mean? It's a book full of words, isn't it? That's what it means. All books are full of words, you idiot. How to spell them. And if you don't know no, what it is... No, it's not how to spell them. All right, then we'll... I'll just look up something. No, 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 no. It's not a book full of words to tell us what... No. It's the meaning. Give us it's the, the definition, definition of dictionary. Meaning. It's a book full of words if you want to know what the meanings are. But if you didn't know well, that... Well, sorry, what was that sentence? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you didn't know that, then you wouldn't be looking in it because you wouldn't know the book is about that. So, if you don't know the word dictionary and what it means, you wouldn't be looking at the dictionary. You'd be looking at an A to Z. <laughs> because you Why leave it out, though? Just because there's so many words in the world, I, I would have thought they wanted to cram as much as they can on a page, and if dictionary is already on the front... Is that why you suddenly used the word hierarchy for the first time ever? Did you find that in there? Did you look? At, did you see hierarchy in the dictionary? I feel I that, that that, that big word has pushed out about 26 <laughs> other more useful ones. <laughs> yeah. No, well, Suzanne's been going on about me learning another language, but I sort of think your brain has only got so much room... It. And the rest of it's filled with lard. So, <laughs> if I've got to learn everything I know again, but in a different language, it's taking up space, isn't it? You don't learn everything. Oh God! It's all what it's all storage, mean? isn't it? But you if don't I, have to learn it again. You'd have to learn the concepts again. You're merely do you learning know how vocabulary. Many moves there are in the human brain. You really, you don't worry. You won't use them all up. I feel that he has reached his capacity, though. Yeah. Well, you need a another sort of you need an update you need some more memory woke up to some interesting news it's good when this happens because it sets me up for the day ahead if it's miserable news it affects my day it said on the news that they have found two new flies <laughs> oh, 
fucking Al Moore insects. What have you done? Is that all you've done this summer? Bong. <laughs> Trouble in the Middle East. Bong. Two new flies found. Ladybird climbs up arm. <laughs> they were found in the UK and they were found close to each other. Maybe this happened because they were different than the other flies and weren't expected to hang about together, so that's why they knocked about with each other. That would happen, wouldn't it? What do you mean? There's two new flies. <laughs> what do you mean? Does it mean there are two new flies that are a different species? species? Yeah, two new species, and they found them close to each other, right? Yeah, but they, they didn't mean there was one of each. No. Yeah, yeah, they did. They found two different ones. No. No, they have. Seriously, I know that. That's right. That's a fact. So you've got, like, I don't know the names of them. They give them odd names, don't they? Well, say <laughs> yeah. you call it A and Fly B, right? Yeah. Fly A, I don't know. Was uh, Say that's orange. <laughs> this is just... B. Fly B, yeah. No, this is painful. No, but this I'm just painful. making it easy But Fly B wears okay. a little hat. He's got yeah, a little hat. Right, yeah, fine. Now, they found the orange one. I went, look at this over here. This is a bit weird. And they've gone, oh, that's a new species. Log it, whatever. And then the other one went, oh, 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 keep your pen handy. Look at this one, it's got a hat on. So then they they found them both within the same distance. I don't know what that sentence keep means. Keep going, keep going, keep going. They, no, found, him they I, found them both within the same both, distance. But without <laughs> interrupting him, let him finish this, no, this point. Let me just make one thing clear. Carl Pilkins just said, they found them both within the same distance. Think of that! <laughs> don't know what it means, but go on, let him finish this, this point. So... So what I mean is, they weren't knocking about with other normal houseflies because they were probably sort of going, oh, he's a bit weird. Leave it. <laughs> Yet, because the other one was also odd, they're, not, they're hanging about with each other. Don't you understand that? Why is that such an odd concept? Because <laughs> you, think, you think of it as, like, two little... Um, uh, New kids in school. Yeah. They, they find out they're both new and they they've got something. Yeah, in they're, both, they're both goths, so yeah, they start hanging yeah, out together. Yeah. And this was on the news, was it? Yeah, just on the radio. Yeah. I know. If I look into that story, it would be ninety percent wrong. Bit tired today because didn't get to sleep as early as I wanted due to a moth getting in the bedroom. Fuck me. I got it in a glass and looked at it for a bit and then let it go because Suzanne wanted to go to sleep. Looked up some interesting news. Some people dug up an old body in Ireland. Turns out it's well old and was here when dinosaurs were here. The really weird bit is it had hair gel in its hair. Right, what is it? A fella. Well, no, it wasn't around when dinosaurs were here then. Just a bit after. Right, fine. A lot after, yeah, go on. It's I think any hominid, anything that could even be linked to anything that may become man is only about a million years old. And I think Homo sapiens is probably only about... 150,000 years old. Dinosaurs are about 150 million to, to 250 million. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not the age bit. That's amazing. It's the fact of there's a fella, won't have even had shoes on his feet. Right. And yet he was worried about his hairstyle. Right, well, that's definitely not true either. This is unbelievable. Well, there was a man on the radio doing poetry, says Carl in his diary. I thought I'd have a go at doing a poem about today. <clears throat> not really. Yeah, Steve, I'm I'm a little bit queasy. He hasn't really written a poem. He's written a, a small poem. No, he hasn't really. Yes. If moths had eyes... <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> let, let me read the poem, OK? <laughs> oh, fuck. He wouldn't interrupt T.S. Eliot. OK, 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 OK. Oh, OK. 
If moths had eyes, would they be happier? How do they know they're not dead? <laughs> Cavemen hunting for food, but not before they style the hair on their head. <laughs> what would last longer in dinosaur times? A blind man didn't stand a chance. Not with all them rocks about. I'd rather be a blind moth. Right. <laughs> it may be the greatest poem now, ever written. Just, just you know, dissecting it briefly, you attempt to rhyme in the first four lines, but abandon the rhyming system in the last three. Is there a creative decision have, for that? Can we have Carl read that? By Sorry. Means, yeah. just, uh, no, just, just you read it as you would like to... So this is... Uh, imagine this, right? Okay. This is going out all over the world, this, this podcast. And now... Um, Carl Pilkington, a new poet from Manchester, now living in uh, London, England, would like to read a, a poem. If moths had eyes, would they be happier? <laughs> How do they know they're not dead? Cavemen hunting for food, but not before they style the air on their head. <sighs> what would last longer in dinosaur times? A blind man didn't stand a chance. Not with all them rocks about. I'd rather be a blind moth. He <laughs> said it like it was gonna rhyme. Oh God! No, I it's think, amazing. I think, it's I, amazing. But I think Carl. he feels. I think he feels as though the final line, "I'd rather be a blind moth," is gonna be one of those great, you know, those, it, a summation that the, somehow the moth is a metaphor. I'd the caveman. Be a blind moth. No, but there's no I'm metaphor doing, in that. He really does mean he'd, he'd rather, rather be, be a blind, blind moth. moth. Yeah, well, I'm just because I've looked at the day's news. Can we always do that, Carl? Can we always find a day? Right, and always sum it up in, in your in thoughts, a poem. a poem. Just like that. I love that structure. I, I love that structure. If there's any um, English students or professors um, or novelists or poets listening, um, please email us what I thought of that poem, why it's good, why it's bad. So, you know, give us your thoughts uh, on that. I mean, we would love expert opinion, um, poets, um, English professors... Uh, just email us at uh, podcast at rickygervais.com. Mm. Now, Carl, apart from being a poet, you are an author now. You have, you've written a book, yeah. you know, which surprised me and Steve, because as Steve said, we, we thought you'd read a book before you actually wrote one, mm. but you've proved us, proved us wrong, and all your teachers wrong, and everyone in the world who thinks you're an idiot. It is actually a very good book. I mean, it, a, a lot of it is transcripts from, you know, the podcasts, uh, but you've answered some of uh, your critics, haven't you? And you've you've tried to prove some of your theories. Uh, it's everything about Carl. It is it is like all the drawings, all the drawings. There's new stories, isn't there? I mean, it's so much effort. I can't believe it. He's been working on it for months, and it's out on the 18th of September. But you can order it now, can't you, on Amazon.com and Amazon.co.uk? What's that? What's that book called? It's called The World of Carl Pilkington. Well. Thanks very much. Goodbye from me, Ricky Gervais. Goodbye from Stephen Merchant. Goodbye. And goodbye from the little hollow, egg-headed moron that is Carl Pilkington. Right.